you for listening to this message from Life in the Sun Christian Fellowship. We hope you'll be inspired to honor God and make disciples. I'm Lawrence. I'm one of the leaders here at Life in the Sun. I have my beautiful bride over there. The, uh, we lead a life group. Yay! Tess Batangan. <laughs> yeah, we lead a life group here on Wednesdays over there at the Annex. And we're going to be finishing off our uh, series here in No Filter. All right, uh, I'm going to start off with a story. Uh, it's, it's, it's a story that I heard from, in the, from a book called uh, The Tipping Point, if you haven't uh, if you heard of it. It's written by, or you haven't uh, uh, read it, it's from uh, a guy named Norman Gladwell. All right, the story goes, it starts from 1964, where an incident that happened where a, where a woman was brutally murdered, raped, in, this, uh, in the broad daylight in the streets of New York. Okay, that, that, uh, what makes this news interesting is that uh, there were 38 people that witnessed this man rape and murder this woman in the streets of New York in broad daylight. And no, none of the 38 people has did anything to help her. Right? So uh, the, in the uni- at a university, there's a, they did a study. They did some experiments to find out why these 38 people didn't want to help. And they interviewed the 38 people. And they, what they found out, and they interviewed each person, and uh, the conclusion when they found out what uh, each person, when they interviewed them, was <clears throat> they thought that someone went already to go get help. Okay? And they did uh, several more studies, and they, uh, every time when they just allow just one person to witness a crime or when someone who needed help, there was like a 100% chance where that one person went and go, uh, went for help. Then as they increased the witnesses of people witnessing a crime or an incident where someone needs help, the, the percentages of uh, people wanting to help decreased. All right, so they, uh, as what they concluded was the, uh, when more people start to see an incident or a crime, no one, almost no one goes and gets help. What my point is, crowds don't make a movement. Individuals do. Okay. You, uh, and the point is, I want to say is, it takes one person to start a movement. It takes one person to make a difference. It takes one person to change the world. Okay. Say, I am meant to change the world. Okay. Say it again with, and make it convincing. <laughs> okay, ready? Go. That's right. I'm a teacher. Uh, I teach at Benevente Middle School, and I like participation. That's why I'm going to have you talk and get feedback. I like kind of like noise. It kind of makes me like, yes, yeah, so you're paying attention. Amen. All right, so one more time. I am meant to change the world. That's right. Okay, there's a reason why I'm going to have you speak. All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for this wonderful morning that you have blessed us to come and that to worship you and to let you know that you are God and just we give you all thanks and give, thanksgiving because you are Lord. Help me, Lord, God speak. Help, help us know the purposes of our life and just anoint your word. Anoint my mouth, anoint my lips to give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Okay, our main text today is on Jeremiah, uh, chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. Let's read that. Boom, all right. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. 
Oh, sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. The Lord replied, don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and, I will, and will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, look, I have put my words in your mouth. Today, I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. Some you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow. Others must build up and plant. Then the Lord said to me, look, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I replied, I see a branch from an almond tree. Then verse 12 says, and, Lord, and then the Lord said, that's right. And it means that I am watching and I will certainly carry out all my plans. All right, so the main point of today, what I want us to accomplish and reach is that I want us to know that we have greater purpose in life. Vance talked about identity. We're going to talk about purpose. God has a purpose for each and every one of you. Right? I, I want to know that you have that purpose and that you, that to go after that purpose. And that's why I wanted to say, I am meant to change the world. Okay, let's say it again. That's right, in Jesus' name. All right, let's look at uh, verse 5 once again. Okay, verse 5. It says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, set you apart and appointed you as my prophet and nations. Okay, look at there. How special is that? Yeah. Even before you were born, God looked at you and, and thought of you. Even in other scriptures, even before the world was formed, he thought of you. Here's an illustration. Before my, my wife and I had a child, we wanted a child. We wanted a son. This is like way before we thought of that, that we had Lincoln. And we thought that we, and like, what are we going to name our son if we have a son? They like, let's name him Lincoln after the president. He was a great president, right? And he did great things. And we believe our son's going to do great things. And that, that's why we wanted to name him with a great name, Lincoln, right? So we named him Lincoln. He is already doing great things. You know, the same spirit, the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is in, in us. And there's no such thing as a junior Holy Spirit that says, you know, like, was he's, a, he's only three, right? Small Holy Spirit is going to small baby. No, no, man. The same spirit that, that, that's in us is in him. And this is what wonderful things that he's doing, right? Uh, and one ignite in May, when, we're, when we got together and pray, right over there, uh, our brother Tom, he had pain in his knees. You know, Brother Elmer said, go together, pray for one another. Okay. Yeah, then, then we're like, then uh, Brother Tom said, he has, he has pains in his knees. He couldn't climb up steps. Couldn't even do this. Right? He said, can't do that. He said, come here, Lincoln. Pray for him. Touch his knee. Now, all he goes when knee be healed in Jesus, knee be healed right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Then he goes, this leaves. And I said, okay, all right, go test it. Then Brother Tom climbed up the steps over there. Like, cool. Then he disappeared. Like, where did Tom go? Then later on, Tom came back. He was in front of Brother Anthony. Taps Brother Anthony. <laughs> like, whoa! Then comes up to me like, whoa, whoa. It's amazing, yes! Uh, in January, right before, uh, in January, when we went to the bank, there's a, uh, the receptionist at Coast 360, she had a, you know, she was limping really bad. It's like, oh, I, 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 you can see in her ankle, and, you know, it's swollen. It's like, hey, what happened? Yeah, I sprained my ankle. And it's like, do, do you mind if we pray for you? It's like, oh, you would do that, really, for me? It's like, yeah, yeah. 
Then Lincoln's on the boat, you know, if you know 360, close 360 and mighty. There's a boat, he's just playing. Lincoln, come over here. I'm going to have my son pray for you, actually. He's like, oh, yeah. Go pray. Pray for the girl. Then he puts his face right there. Like this. Ankle be, be healed right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Then he goes off. All right. Check it. Then the, the girl goes, check, checks it. Like, oh, it's actually going down. Like, yeah. yeah. God loves you. He did this for you because he cares for you. And he's passionately pursuing you. Then she's like, oh, thank you. She's actually crying. I'm like, wow, that's God touching your heart. Then like, okay, then she goes, oh, I, I'm sorry, but I have to go back to work. So yeah, go ahead. God, Jesus loves you. Right, then then uh, we're doing a thing with a bank teller, and she, then she's coming by. She put on, she's like walking normally. Hey, 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 hey. It was, Thank you so much. Like, wow, you know, she's actually walking normally. Earlier, she was like, you know, really limping. Then actually, she's like walking normal. See, that's the God that has a purpose, yeah. that, that has for each and every one. I tell you that, not to glorify my son, it's the Holy Spirit to give him all the glory. And, and to give you encouragement of what he can and will do for you in your life. All right? Amen. Okay. Uh, let's look at verse 5 again. Let's go back to scripture. Okay. It says, Before you were born, I set you apart. Okay. I set you apart. God has appointed something for you. It's, for, uh, it's to advance his kingdom. Okay. How do you know what, what God has called you to do? It's something that's stirred in your heart. That's something that's always in your mind. Those are the things that, and, and uh, uh, something that's always bothering you. That's something that you want to do. Those are the things that God has called you to do. And, of course, it has to be something that's going to glorify God, right? It has to have, be rooted in love and has to help people, encourage people. And that's, those are the things that God wants you to do, you know, to help the community, to help the village, to help the city, to help the island. Those are the great things that God has called, us, called, called you to do. All right? Say, I'm meant to change the world. Look to your neighbor. Say, you are meant to change the world. All right. Amen. Okay. Okay, there's a reason why I've been having you telling this, saying these things. You're saying it out with your lips. And scripture says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Right? So I want you to, just like the songs we've been singing, right? Okay? We've been singing it with our mouth, putting praises in our mouth. This is why we have to, you know, this is why I want you to say it. So when you keep saying these things, you're putting words in your mouth, you're putting your words in your heart, and you're speaking life into yourself. That's why, you know, I am meant to change the world. And I actually truly believe that. Okay, I'm not just saying because I'm standing up here. Okay, I really believe that that's what you're made of. Okay, and that's why we're called. Okay, verse 6, 7 and 8. <clears throat> o sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. The Lord replied, don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and I will protect you. Oh, look at Jeremiah. I can't, I can't. He's saying I can't. So why is, why do you think, why is he saying that? Because he had some doubts. Where does those doubts come from? Some bad beliefs? Or, or, or people around him? planting seeds of doubt in his heart and his mind. All right, we get those, yeah? Okay? And those, those will stop the, the things of God, right? It's not, it could be principalities, but it's bad belief systems. Those are the things that will stop the movement of God, bad belief system. And what, what, stops, us to, uh, what stops us from attaining that? Yeah, bad beliefs, poor reports, negati negativity towards people. But what does God say there? He's encouraging him to, hey, 
Don't say that. Don't believe that. I'm going to be, be with you. It says that. I'm going to be with you. So that, that's a great encouragement. There's lots of, there's, uh, I'm going to keep telling you, like, uh, uh, we're going to be going over scripture, and I'm going to tell you, like, the promises of God and what we're saying. Oh, he's a good, good father. So he's good. Like, words, encouragement, people, okay? For example, I'm going to go through my, uh, talking about my son. I like to talk about him because he's on, cool, right? Okay, if, you know, you, you, you take this analogy and put it to your workplace or whatever, right? Okay, like, you know, when he started to walk, you know, even before he started to walk or crawl, you know, what we're doing, we're, like, picking him up and let him stand, you know, like he's like this, okay? We're, we're trying to lift him up and make him try to walk, make him advance, make him do the things what he's meant to do. Yeah. That is walk, not crawl, right? And what do we do when he starts to do it on his own? What do we do? We cheer. Yeah, good job, good job, go, go, boy. Yeah, awesome, right? That's what we do with our children, yes? Now, let's turn it around a little bit where the negative negativity comes in place. Oh, what are you trying to do? Trying to walk? You know, you're, if you try to stand, you're going to fall. And you might get hurt. You're not meant to be a walker. You're meant to be a crawler. Stay crawling. Stay there where you won't get hurt. Right? You, you would, you know, just change the analogy. Like, oh, what are you, you, why, why are you trying to do that thing? Right? You know, no one cares about that thing. Okay? Don't listen to that. Listen to the words of God to give you encouragement. Yes? Amen? Okay. So how do we overcome those obstacles? You know, the devil plants those words and thoughts in our minds, makes it like a big mountain. Yeah. But in actuality, what it is, it's just a small little bump. Yeah? Okay. Uh, ever heard of Roger Bannister? Yeah, I'll tell you a story about Roger Bannister. <clears throat> yeah, Roger Bannister, uh, he's the one that broke the, uh, the four-minute mile. Like he ran the mile within four minutes. And that was a big feat. Back in uh, May, May 6, 1954, okay, that's when he broke, ran the mile under four minutes. For hundreds of years, people have been trying to run in a mile under four minutes. No one could do it. They even made lions chase after people to, in order for them to do it. And that year, when he bro uh, the year before he broke the, uh, that record, okay, there was a medical journal that wrote, written by doctors saying, if you try and attempt to, to break the four-minute mile, you'll go mentally insane. So there's a fact, there's not doubts. No, you can't do it, it's impossible. You can't do it, it's impossible. Right? But what did he do? He wanted to break that four-minute mile, and he ran, and he did it. He, he, he ran a mile under four minutes. Yeah, amazing. Then, within 60 days, or less than 60 days, another man broke the four-minute mile by the name of John Landry. Okay? Now, uh, you know, so that's a big encouragement. Now, that for hundreds of years, people have been trying to break the, 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 that, that record. No one could do it. It seemed impossible. It was written in a medical journal saying that you can't do it. See, it's proof. If you do it, you'll go mentally insane. So don't even try. Don't even do that thing. Because you're going to go crazy, and plus, it's impossible. But one man did it. Then after that, after, uh, Roger Bannister broke the mile, four-minute mile. Another man did it, John Landry. Then within two weeks, another man. Then another man, another man. And if you want to be, if you want to be in the Olympics, guess what? Okay, you got to break that four-minute mile. And that's a regular thing now. Okay, so uh, the point is, okay, you know, people start to believe. When one person uh, accomplishes it, 
then it's possible. Faith breeds, that, that breeds faith into people. That gives a testimony. Oh, this one man can do it, I can do it too. If, okay, then if there's another man, I can do it too. Yeah. Here's the point. You're not just running for yourself. Okay, you're running for other people. People are looking like, oh, that, that, if this person can get healed from this thing, oh, I know, I believe I can get healed. Okay? If, I can, if this person can accomplish that or become that, I know I can be, I can be that. It takes courage. Personal victories become a, a corporate breakthrough. Okay? Personal victories become a personal breakthrough. If not you, then who's going to be? If not now, then when? Yeah. Okay? Uh, yeah, I have to say with a smile, right? I'm, I'm not mad, okay? I want to encourage you. <laughs> <clears throat> I want to pump you up. Go out there and say, yeah! You know, when, we, when we're singing... You know, when we sing all those songs, like, yeah, it's so good. I just want to stomp on some double head. You know, that's so good. Yeah. Come on. Jesus. All right. I'm just fired up. Okay. <clears throat> it takes courage to change history. Courage is fear that said its prayers. A courageous person is a person who does not listen to the, to the fears. And it doesn't allow fear to tell them what to do. <clears throat> Ever heard of Rosa, Rosa Parks? This is the civil rights movement. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, civil rights movement. Uh, you know, she's the one when, you know, she was really tired, went on the bus, sat in front of the bus, and, you know, African-American people back then, you know, they were, they were supposed to be sitting in the back. Then the bus driver said, you know, go to the back of the bus. She said, no, I'm seated right here. I'm going to sit right here. I'm, like, I'm going to call the cops. Do whatever you want to do. Call whoever you want. I'm sitting right here. This is my seat. Yeah. Uh, bus driver calls the cops, gets arrested. Then civil rights movement uh, you know, started, began. Okay. Uh, here's a quote, what she said. You must never be fearful about what you're doing when it is right. Let me say it again. <clears throat> you must never be fearful about what you are doing when it is right. You know, Rosa Parks, she didn't mean to start a movement. But what she did, you know, she pushed on the, the boulder of history, and that boulder rolled over. And the point is, like, sometimes we have to push back fear to approach and achieve, uh, to, put, uh, to approach and achieve our, our purpose in life. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go scripture and give you a biblical scripture here. Like Gideon, <clears throat> you know, the, the, the Israelites, you know, they're being enslaved, they were oppressed. But their enemy, you know, God's going to be, oh, okay, I'm going to use this man, Gideon. Okay, if you don't know Gideon, it's, it's in the book of Judges, chapter 6. Okay, go ahead and read it. It's really awesome. Okay, here's going to give you like a short, condensed story of Gideon. Okay, with Gideon, right, he, he uh, you know, he, God was saying, come on, rise up. It's like, no, I'm going to use you to fight this, these, this army of hundreds and thousands of people. And Gideon says, who am I? Who am I to, 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 to win this battle? Right? There again, words, thoughts, beliefs. Who am I? I'm too small. He, said, he even said, I'm the smallest of my tribe. Then what did God tell him? No, you are a mighty man of valor. Okay, he's encouraging him. You are a mighty man of valor. You go, do it. Then okay, getting, went up and assembled an army of thousands of people. God said, no, that's too, this, this, that's too big. Make it smaller. God shrunk his army to 300 people. All right? Hundreds of thousands of guys versus 300 guys, 
Right, and, and if Gideon was afraid, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he's more afraid now. 300, and he actually was. God said, go, go, go fight. Like, no, 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 no. But then God, you know, uh, uh, oh yeah, here, here's another, here's, here's, your, here's, your, uh, here's your battle plan, Gideon. You're going to fight with a candle, a jar, and a horn. If, 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 if fighting hundreds of thousands of guys with 300 men doesn't give him afraid, like, he, did you notice? I didn't say, but, you know, like a gun or, or knives, not even a, you know, a spear or shield. He said, you know, candle, jar, and a horn. And, and this is what you do. You're going to crack the jar and blow the horn. That's your plan, and you're going to win. Okay, go. Go fight and win. Yeah, 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 get in. Go. <laughs> like, oh, no. And, and, and that's, that was the battle plan, you know? Just imagine, you know, just try to think back. You know, getting going to the army. Hey, guys, we're going to go fight. We're going to win. Hey, man, sir, we're only 300 guys. And look, there's like as many as the sand of the seashore. Uh, and here's the battle plan. You know, what are we going to do? How are we going to win? Uh, we're going to get this jar. We're going to put the candle in the jar. And we're going to crack the candle. And we're going to crack the jar. And when we crack the jar, we're going to blow the horn. And we're going to win. All right, let's go. <laughs> like, whoa. But first, let's practice. <laughs> you know, we've got to have go to training camp. Training camp to crack jar, blow horn. Crack jar, blow horn. Right? It's like, like okay, we're going to go win. Okay. But, <laughs> you know, that's what they had to do. And they, they, they won. And then they defeated them. Amen? Uh, let's look at David. Giant. Ten foot tall. Right? Screaming out to the, to, to the Israelites. I, you know, I'm going to, who wants to fight me? You know, come. And he's even taunting them. Your God is too small. Your God is weak. Words. They could have just ganged up there and like 10 guys versus that one giant. Could have ambushed him, you know, shoot him with an arrow. Come on now, right? They could have just took him out. But no one, for 40 days, he didn't want, no one wanted to fight this giant. The one man, right, David. We all know David defeated Goliath. What was the difference? He believed. He believed that who was with him, right? Took him out with a, with a stone. Boom, killed him. Words, beliefs, belief systems. What do you believe in? Okay. And, you know, uh, the, of Joshua. Yeah, I look at Joshua, I should say Joshua. When, when, uh, when, uh, uh, when Moses went out, sent out the spies, you know, there's like Joshua and Caleb. They believed they could take the land. You know, the land of giants. And ten, the ten witnesses, like, no, no, they're giants there. Let's not. Okay? They saw the same thing. But Joshua believed. Right? And, 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 and years later, when God met, told him, okay, go. Go take the land. He still believed. And what did they do? They took the land. Okay? God gave them encouragement. Say, go. Be strong and courageous. Go. Be strong and courageous. God was breathing words of encouragement in their life. <clears throat> if you believe a lie... You give power to the person who's telling you the lie. If you, if you believe a lie, you give power to the liar. Okay, don't, don't believe the lie. So look at verse 9. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, Look, I put my words in your mouth. <clears throat> what words are you believing? You know, we sang a whole bunch of great, awesome songs. That's why I, I, that's why I believe God wants us to sing those songs. So he help us remember Awesome praises of worship. So you put words of, in your mouth to encouragement so that you can keep moving forward 
and doing the, word, uh, uh, doing the works of God to, for his purposes. And to give you encouragement, right? To not to think of the doubts and that the things that presses you down. And what words are you telling yourself? And what words are you saying about who you are, right? And what you can do. We need to fill our mouths with truth. That's why we sing the songs. That's why God has given those words. You know, f- truth, the facts and truth are two different things. It may sound like, right, right, but no, it's not. You know, like the story I told you about J- Roger Bannister. The fact was, you know, if you do the one mile, if you try to break the one minute mile, you're gonna go insane, right? That's a fact. But was that truth? No, he broke that mile. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, fact. Oh, I don't have a job. I don't have money. I don't have a place to stay. Here's the truth. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus Christ has come to give life, and life abundantly. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm sick. Okay. Yeah, that's a fact. You know, you could be sick. Well, I, I, uh, you know, I have this pain. Yes, that's true. But what's the truth? By his stripes, you are healed. All right. Uh, Jeremiah, uh, Robin was saying, Jeremiah 29, 11. The plans I have for you, there are plans for good, not for, for a disaster, and to give you a future and hope. Okay, whose words are you listening to? What words are you listening to, and how do you know if those, how do you know if those words are from God, by the way? You know? How do you know that, that, that uh, those, those are two words from, from the Lord? If those words gives hope, then it's from the Lord. If those words that you hear in your heart, if it gives you hope, it gives life, then those are the words from the Lord. Okay, let's fill our heart, and let's fill, let, let, let's let uh, the God of hope fill you, fill you with truth and peace and transformation. Okay, uh, transformation doesn't come from surrendering, surrendering your heart. It comes from surrendering your beliefs. Yeah. Repentance, you know what repentance is? It's changing the way you think, having your mind renewed. Don't let the past dictate what you believe in. The, 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 what I'm trying to get at here uh, this morning is not about like a positive mental attitude type of thing. It's to put words and truth into you. If you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And if you know the truth, the, you, you'll know Jesus because Jesus is the truth. And if you start to know who Jesus is, then you start to know who you are and what you're meant to be and what you're meant to do. Amen. And you're going to be like, yes, I am that. You are that mighty man. You are that mighty woman of valor. You are meant to change the world. Let's say that again. Yeah. Okay. You're important. You're God's favorite, by the way. You know? The same spirit. I know I said this earlier. I like to say it. The God of the universe. The God who created the heavens and the earth. The one that split the sea so that Moses can walk through. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Guess who he lives in? Lives in you. Right? Come on, that should be a great encouragement. Yeah. And, and, and here's more, more words. Greater is he who's in you than he's in this world. Greater is God who's in you, who's in me, than the devil who's in this world. world. Yeah? And, and, and if God's for you, who can be against you? If <laughs> God has given you power and authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. That's the devil, right? And, and to... Overcome all the power of the enemy. God has given you power and authority over all the power of the enemy. So, you know, we, we can do the, the things what God has done and what he wants us to do to accomplish his purposes in, in, in life. 
And, and you know, we, uh, some of us may think, oh, but still, you know, brother, uh, I, I'm not qualified. Yeah, guess what? This is what scripture says. Let the weak say, I am. Oh, you know scripture. Let the weak say, I'm strong. All right? That says. And then Joshua, verse, chapter 1, verse 6 says, be strong and courageous. Verse 7, be strong and be very courageous. That's what it says. Be very courageous. And it says another time, verse 9, be, this is my commandment to you. Be strong and courageous. This is God encouraging us. Be strong and courageous. That's my word for you too. Be strong and courageous because that's what, who we are. And, 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 but still, if you still think that, that, that you're not able, you know, God likes to use the, 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 the things that this world thinks that's not possible, not strong enough to, to, to overcome. Okay, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27, it says, Instead of God chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he, choose, and he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. So if you think that you're still small, guess what? He's going to use you to overcome all those other things. Sounds like a promotion is coming for you if you think you're small, yeah? Come on. Okay? Everyone has a reason to be, you know, everyone has a reason. They can't, oh, I can't do it. I'm not meant to change the world. Everyone has a reason to do that. But, you know, if you look at all the leaders you know, in the Bible, even myself, right? We have issues. You know, we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. If you get to know me more, you're like, man, this dude, this, like, I can't believe this dude. <laughs> but guess what? God is not looking for a perfect person. He's looking for someone. Okay? And who's that someone? Say me. me. That's right. Don't say it's you. All right? <laughs> Yeah, come on. <laughs> okay. Amen. Men don't follow titles. They follow courage. <laughs> That's Braveheart. You know, I've been practicing that for like the whole morning. <laughs> Yay, Braveheart. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if you watch Braveheart, you know, that's, that's, that's the line that... Okay, I'm going to say it in normal words, right? Men don't follow titles. They follow, they follow courage. Okay, I believe God is calling us to courage. That's, you know, that's what we're doing here in Life in the Sun. We're not just trying to raise up leaders to equip them to make a church nice. You know, he's raising up to, to change the world. He's raising us up to honor God, make disciples. That's what God wants to do. If 12 guys can't change the world with no PowerPoint, no internet, no cars. Guess what? Dude, we have so, much in, so many things. We can do it too. Okay? But Lawrence, I don't know what to do. Do the thing that's bothering you, the thing that's in your heart. That's what you do. Oh, Lawrence, but no one cares. Well, you do. You do it. Okay? If, if, okay? I know you can't do everything, but you can do something. Okay? You can't be everywhere, but you can be somewhere. Okay? You can't help everyone. But guess what? You can help that one person, right? You can help someone. All right, last verse. Look, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I replied, I see a branch from an almond, almond tree. And the Lord said, that's right. And it means that I am watching, and I will certainly carry out my plans. That's verse 12. Okay. What do you see? This is where I see from up here. I see men and women. I see people who are transformed. I see people who are rising up. I see leaders. I see leaders leading other men and women. I see people healed. 
from addictions, from all addictions. And people healed from, from sicknesses and diseases. I see people who are getting raises. I see people who are, who are stepping up, rising up. I see people changing the world. I see anointed men and women going to do something. You know, there, there's a, uh, next year there's going to be like a, uh, uh, we're having a, uh, uh, Franklin Graham coming. And there's a, uh, people have been prophesying that it's going to be a one billion harvest. Uh, we're harvesting one billion people. I see us in that, okay, harvesting those, those people. Okay. I see men and women anointed, rising up, doing the works of God, encouraged. I see men and women strong and courageous, changing the world, going after, uh, doing the things that, that, that God has called you to do. That's what I see. I see, uh, uh, I see that. I see bold and courageous people here right now. That's what, that's what I feel in my heart to say. And you are who God says you are. Say, I am meant to change the world. Uh, what I want is to do, put, place your hand in your heart, and, and uh, we're going to pray. I'm going to pray over you. Ask yourself, what do you see? And ask God, what does he see in you? I'm going to give you that time and moment to allow the Lord to minister to you and what God is telling you, what he wants you to do in your life. What is God calling you to do? You don't have to be the man that's standing up here or the woman standing up here preaching. You could just be the person in your own workplace standing up for people. Or you could be the person, a great businessman or woman giving. Or maybe you could be the person who is in the prayer group. Maybe God is calling for people who are strong, courageous prayers or encouragers. Whatever that, 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 whatever that is to your heart, that's God calling in your heart. Father, I thank you for this wonderful morning of your truth. I take away all the lies of the enemy that's placed in our heart and our mind, and I put a death upon the cross right now so that we can step up and rise up and so we can step into purposes in our life that we will no longer be what the enemy tells us what we were. But we are that mighty man of valor. We are that mighty woman of valor. That we are strong and courageous. That we are meant to change the world. Father, that you, your deep cry for us to... That, that your deep cry for us. And our deep cry that, that we want to be. That it meets. That we become. And that, that your deep cry and our deep cry, just what I see like a mighty tornado, just like how our God led the Israelites. There's like a pillar of fire at night. There's a pillar of, of, of clouds in day, that, that like a tornado. When we are, our deep cry, God's deep cry is moving, that deep, that, that tornado is, is very hard to stop. And God is putting us that desire in you, the unstoppable force going forward to advance the kingdom of God. Father, Father thank you for that. Father, I thank you for all my brothers and sisters here. That, that the purpose of that, uh, of that you calling unto them, I speak life into that right now. I speak life in the name of Jesus. I speak life in the name of Jesus. And each and every one of you, uh, all the uh, hearts cries that they want to do, that we're you calling them to do and be. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. 
Now, if you don't know who Jesus is and you want to have that personal relationship with, with him as the father and as your savior, yeah, I, I want to invite you right now just to go ahead and raise your hand and I'll, I'll, I'll pray for you and so that you will have that personal relationship with, 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 with our father, Jesus Christ. And if that's you, go ahead and raise your hand right now. You know, right now, just, you know, just go ahead and raise your hand. If you want to know Jesus as your personal savior, amen. Go ahead and raise your hand right now. Not, right now is the time of salvation. Anyone else? Anyone else? Okay. All right. So, with the, with the people that <clears throat> rose their hand, just pray with me. Just piggyback my prayer. Say, Father, I th- God, I thank you. I love you. And I, th- I know what you did upon that cross for me, that you died and suffered in that cross so that I, so all my, to take away all my sins. I turn away from all my sins and I turn to you now, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. And I turn away my old lifestyle and I turn to you. And I accept you. Come into my life and change me. I no longer walk the old way, but I walk towards you. And I will follow you right now for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you prayed that prayer, hallelujah. Go ahead and uh, give a clap for the, the, the people who rose their hand. Amen.